Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more during the Super Bowl than with FanDuel. And new users can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win. I love FanDuel because it offers great promos for both new users and existing users like me with an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, I love combining multiple bets from the same game to build same game parlays. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. New users only, $10 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market, max bonus $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Folks, we are 10 days away from the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl. Simon Hunter, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better. Brother, we talked about it on Tuesday. This line's moving. It's now Rams four and a half. Before we bring in our very, very special guest, who most people should know because I quote him every single week on the podcast. I'm not going to name him yet. Before we get to that, Simon Hunter, I can't believe this line's at four and a half, and I bet it Bengals plus four. I can't believe I bet Bengals three and a half. I mean, oh my God, this line is running, Chad. We'll probably dive more into it next week, but as we sit here today, I can tell you eight out of 10 sharp calls, they were on the Rams. They love the Rams. 50% of the people on the Bengals is just a hedge position. They, they have a future on the Rams, and they're just taking the four and a half, taking the four with Cincinnati and just a hedge position. So 
it, it's interesting now where I'm starting to look at the numbers and hear what other books are doing. It sounds like it's a public dog in the Bengals. The public loves the Bengals and the professionals love the Rams. So it, it's definitely gonna be interesting. We break it down next week to see where this line ends up because I honestly could see it touching five. The, just the professional money and the pros I've talked to, they're just going to keep taking this number up. They think this number should be six. I told you I had this number at three. That's that's really rare when I'm off by three points to other professionals. So it, it's it's definitely going to keep moving, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to stop here four and a half, but we've seen we've seen it just sit here now for a day and a half at four and a half. Wow, this is going to be so uncomfortable for the next few days. We will get deeper into sharp calls. Normally we'll do sharp calls on Thursday, which is the response that the professional bettors we know have to what we talk about on Tuesday. And we'll get deeper into that next week. Uh, we will have two podcasts next week. We will have Chris Raybon and Sean Kerner, the co-host with Simon and I on Convince Me, our Sunday morning preview show. They will be breaking down all of the Super Bowl props with us. We will have our show on Thursday where Simon and I go deep, deep, deep into the game when we had the entire two weeks to examine it. We have both made early bets on the Bengals thinking the line was going to go the other way. So we're a little disappointed in that. It's time to introduce our very special guest. He is one of the original Action Network superstars. He is the co-host of just about every podcast we do on the Action Network, including our big bets on campus podcast during the football season. That's college football. Now it's basketball season. It's Stucky. It's uh, the boys from Three Man Weave. Uh, it's a whole cavalcade of superstars. You can check out the Big Bets on Campus podcast if you're jonesing for some more betting action for college basketball. You can check out the Buckets podcast on the Action Network if you're jonesing for more NBA betting. The Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. I will say that what you guys are talking about, you guys can hope that history continues in the Super Bowl in that in the 55 Super Bowls, the straight up winner has gone 47, six and two against the spread, 47, six and two. The last 12 Super Bowl winners have also covered the spread. The last favorite to win and not cover was the Steelers back in 2009. They were six and a half point favorites against the Cardinals in that really thrilling Super Bowl. There's been 28 Super Bowls that have had a line of six points or less. In all 28, the winner also covered. 14 underdogs have won outright, and 14 favorites have won and covered. And you said a public dog. This is surprising. Super Bowl public money can matter because everyone is betting it. Everyone's mom, uncle, aunt. And those bets will tend to come in closer to kick. You know, most casual bettors aren't betting the Super Bowl two weeks before the game. But for what it's worth, public sides in the Super Bowl are nine and nine straight up and 10 and eight against the spread in the Super Bowl since 2004. So those are some things that might give you some comfort with your Bengals position that has gone the other way. I have no comfort from any of this, Stucky. I am going to be uncomfortable for the next two weeks, but I like that you kicked it off thematically because you're on the show today, every single Thursday. Here's my morning ritual. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'll get up in the morning. That's the day like I don't exercise that morning. I block Thursdays out. Maybe I'll drive my kid to school. I listen to you and Chris Raybon on the Action Network podcast. I'll take a shitload of notes. And you always have the most amazing stats. You go into bet labs. You do a lot of research. You figure out a lot of things that sort of look at trends and angles and whatever. 
So this podcast is entirely about what are the trends and angles that we're seeing for this Super Bowl. But before we get to that, let me ask you, do you have a lean on this game at this point? Yeah, I, I would lean as of right now, the Bengals or anything. I make it like Simon right around three. So I wasn't running to bet it because I wanted to see where the line would go and try and get a sense for that. And then it looked like there were signs that it might tick up. You want to get the four and a half before it goes to four if you want the Bengals. But, you know, if it goes up to five, five and a half, those are, it's a kind of a dead range. And then the next step would be, would it go to six? I don't think that it will. But so I'm kind of in wait and see mode. But I, I would agree with your sentiment there. The I, I think one of the most interesting aspects of this Super Bowl in particular uh, is that the Rams are hosting it. So what do you make home field advantage? And, you know, do you make it nothing? Right, Home field advantage has been diminishing over time anyway. The Rams, it's not like the Rams have a great home field advantage. The tickets are like $5 million a piece. It's just going to be, you know, it's usually a corporate event anyway. So what is that worth? And is it worth one? Is it worth two points? That could make the difference in someone's decision. I, I tend to think it's worth like a half point or so. The Rams have familiarity. I think that, you know, McVay having coached in the Super Bowl before matters for preparation, avoiding the distractions and things of that nature. That it's actually only the second time a team has hosted a Super Bowl in its home stadium. Do you know the other? Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh, last season. You better have got you better have gotten that. So by the way, Brady, Brady, Tom Brady's he's no longer in the NFL. He's no longer he's not playing in this game. He's played in 18% of all Super Bowls. And uh since 2010, there's only been six Super Bowls without Tom Brady. Underdogs have gone four and two straight up in those games. Uh so we got we have some we have some new blood, which is nice in this game. I already missed Tom Brady. Simon, what do we want to know from Stucky? Do you have any stupid trends? Like, I love stupid trends for the Super Bowl. The stupidest one I heard so far was the last 17 years, the team that wears white is 12 and 5 uh, against the spread. That's my favorite dumb thing I heard because people are going crazy about the Bengals selecting the all blacks. I would love to hear if you got any crazy trends that you like to play off of. Wait, have they announced the all blacks for the Super Bowl? They announced that? Bengals wearing black, Rams are going white. Well, all right. interestingly enough, the Bengals are the home team in this Super Bowl, even though it's in the Rams stadium, they just, the home team just wrote, just alternates to the AFC and NFC each year. That means they get to pick their uniforms. So they went with all black last year. The bucks went with their whites because they had six, so much success on the road, which was interesting. And then they, the road team gets to call the coin toss. Does it matter? No, but it's interesting. <laughs> Stupid trends. One interesting thing is the team that scores last, it has just dominated Super Bowls. Like they, you, you never see a you never see a backdoor. The team that scored last in the Super Bowl, you, you might see some props that has won the last twelve Super Bowls. Real, there's not a lot of comebacks in the Super Bowl, and Joe Burrow has been like the comeback king in the playoffs and all season long. But since the first Super Bowl in 1967, there's been only four teams that overcame double digit deficits to win. Two of them obviously featured Tom Brady. One over the. The Falcons and in overtime and then one over Seattle, the Malcolm Butler interception game. And the other two were the Saints over the Colts and Washington over Denver back in 1988. So, yeah, there's there's not a lot of comebacks in the Super Bowl. So getting off to a fast start will be important. But there also hasn't been fast starts. And if you I don't know if it's nerves or what. One of my favorite things he's touching on is there'd be more points in the second half. I, I've done that. Every year I bet on the Super Bowl, I always bet the over field goal props in the first half and then more points second half. Last year was a little bit of fluky. Tom Brady came out, put up about 
24 points in the first half and there was no points the rest of the game. But like Stucky's touching on, usually these both teams start slow. And then once they come on the second half, that's when they put up all the points. There hasn't been a score in the first six minutes of the last five Super Bowls. So if you like the over and you think, I don't know if it's nerves or what, you would think that the teams have like a really good script in coming out. But we've seen the last five Super Bowls be scoreless to the first six minutes. Here's some stupid trends for you. The team that wins a coin toss has lost seven consecutive Super Bowls for whatever that's worth. Safety. Uh, some of you are going to bet safety. You probably shouldn't because there's not much value in it. But if you're convinced there's going to be a safety here, I mean, the Rams pin the Bengals deep and Donald gets through. Hasn't hit in seven straight Super Bowls, but it hit in three straight before that. And that's when safety was all the rage. You know, people hit it and then hit it again. And sportsbooks were getting burned by that. Um, there's also been four straight Super Bowls without a defensive or special teams touchdown. Yeah, the end, we can get into MVP too. But MVP is a, a really interesting market this year because you, and if you look back, 31 quarterbacks have won it, 10 defensive players, and then I think seven receivers and seven running backs. But the, the MVP is a really, I think this is one of the most interesting MVP markets because you have stars on the defensive end. Right. So there's going to be, a, there's going to have people talking about Aaron Donald and the offensive line. So if it's a really low scoring game and Donald makes, makes a play, who knows, he could get it. But you also have, you know, you have quarterbacks who are always going to be the favorites, but you also have like two star receivers who could dominate yards and touchdowns. So what would Chase have to do? What would Cup have to do to take the MVP from the quarterback? Right. It might be three touchdowns. It might be 200 yards. So the, the, you know, the problem with the MVP, if you want to go defensive player, I mean, there's been more defensive players than wide receivers. There's been more defensive players than running backs. Is It's trying to pick which defensive player it is. Von Miller, by the way, has won a, one of the Super Bowl MVPs. He's in this game as well, so there's storylines abound. And, but a lot of times they're just random guys, right? Like Dexter Jackson, Malcolm Smith, or you get a pick six. You get a, you get a couple fumble recoveries. Larry um, Brown. Larry Brown. But in 2015 and 2018, the kind of the longest Super Super Bowl MVP odds we've seen from a winner, Julian Edelman and Von Miller. They were at about 25 to 1 odds. These random defensive players, now you might, maybe sportsbooks are offering a lot more now. But like when Malcolm Smith won it in 2013, he was just part of the field. But in 11 of the last 15 Super Bowls, the pregame odds of the MVP were under 5 to 1. And as I said, 10 defensive players, 31 quarterbacks. You could pretty much throw out running backs these days. So it would take some kind of special effort for a running back to win it in today's NFL. You know, you're, you think back to what, like Terrell Davis, that's like when the peak of the, the running backs winning Super Bowl MVP was back in the, in the 90s. Your most likely options are going to be who won, and then if they won, it's Stafford, if the Rams won, Barrow, if the Bengals won, or did one of these receivers, specifically Cup and or Chase, just completely dominate the game? What are the trends that you have in front of you right now that – you feel like you can reliably bet versus trends that are interesting, but not necessarily markers. There's not a trend that's going to push me one way or the other. And if you look like this is the most bet on game of the year, it's going to be, and it's at the end of the year, right? We have data. What is it? 20 games now of data on these teams. This is as efficient of a line as you're going to see it, whatever team you like, Bet them. It's like, like I said before, public sides, 10 and eight against the spread since 2004. And if you look at Super Bowl history, the favorites are 35 and 20 straight up, but they're 27, 26 and two against the spread. Oh my God. Uh, and how about over-unders? There was no total set for Super Bowl one. 
But since then, 26 have gone over, 27 have gone under, and one has been a push. So you can see how efficient this is. And for the most part, uh, almost every time when the line is under six points, the winner covers. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to happen forever. But we're, maybe we're due for uh, a favorite to win by a field goal. Then mainly it's just figuring out where is this line going to go. If I had to guess, it would probably cl- it's probably going to close right right around here. The, the trends that mean the most to me are just at how efficient the Super Bowl line is, which makes all the sense in the world. From there, it's just breaking down the matchup on the field between two quarterbacks who have never been there before. And Burrow is the quickest number one overall draft pick to make the Super Bowl. He's only 25 years old. We have seen three future Hall of Fame quarterbacks win the Super Bowl before their 25th birthday. You want to try to guess them? Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. 23 was Ben. Mahomes is 24. Tom Brady. Yep. He was 24 20 years ago today. Here's, Here's one more. This is the second time in NFL history where we've had, only the second time, I was surprised by this, where we've had two number one overall draft pick quarterbacks face off in the Super Bowl. What was the other? Who were who were the quarterbacks? It's not the Jared Goff, Tom Brady, and it's not any Russell Wilson was in. No, it's, it's Peyton Cam. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I watch a little football. And this is, a, I don't know who out there, maybe you guys have heard from listeners who has a, a Bengals Super Bowl ticket, but um, Bengals, a Bengals Rams Super Bowl in preseason, that matchup would have paid 500 to one. Preseason odds to win the Super Bowl, the Rams were 12 to one. The Bengals were 150 to one. The Bengals 150 to one odds were tied with the 1999 Rams, which is interesting. It's the Rams. And and you're already Rams wrong. Again. You're wrong. What? Rams. We're two hundred to one. Well, that's this is just a bad MGM, and the Bengals All were right. two hundred to one. The Bengals were two hundred to one too at some places. So that those were the these were the two longest shots uh, since nineteen seventy eight, which is what we have the data to. Yeah, they were both one hundred fifty one or two or up to two hundred to one. So the question is: Is uh, Joe Burrow and company the next greatest show uh, on turf? Look, that is interesting, right? Obviously, I'm sensitive to the Rams storyline. I know it because, you know, in my best-selling book, The Odds, I was in Vegas for that 99-2000 season, and I was embedded with uh, our good friend Bob Scucci at the Stardust Sportsbook, and I just remember them sweating to death. The Rams run through the season, and the fact they had taken two or three bets for a thousand bucks on the Rams at 201 and that they knew it was the Super Bowl and they weren't going to make any money on the Super Bowl if the Rams won because the payout on those futures was going to be so big. The liability was yeah. huge. They couldn't make it back in any way. They couldn't favor the Rams or Titans enough on either side to get them the money they needed to make up the liability. And they couldn't actually be reckless with the line because if they were wrong, then their liability doubled. And I remember all the books after that sort of very specifically changed the changed the limits they would take on those futures bets, because all of a sudden it became like, wait a second, can this happen again? So instead of getting $1,000 down, you're getting $100 down on 200 to one. But even so, you know, Simon, we talked about the Bengals at 10 to one to win the AFC North. None of us thought about putting money down on them 
to win the Super Bowl when they were like at 50 to one at that point. Why didn't we think about that? What didn't we like about them as a Super Bowl contender versus other teams? Was it like, you know, we always talk about DVOA, right? Their DVOA numbers are middling. What weren't we seeing in them? I never would have got it right, though, honestly, just just because I would have saw their path. Like, say there wasn't the Chiefs. They had to go to play up at the Buffalo, play against the Bills. I would have had the Bills in that game, too. Like, I just I never would have believed it just because usually it takes a year or two to get there. Like, usually you make the playoffs, you lose, you get humbled, and then you make it back. The only time we see where it works out is when you have a great defense. We never, never thought the Bengals had a great defense. Like, Ben Roethlisberger had a great defense. Uh, Russell Wilson had a great defense when they were young. Tom Brady, we all know about that Patriots defense. That was a great defense. So I just never would have saw it coming. And like we joke about, no other pros did either. Their path has been ideal, right? They play the Raiders, who somehow get in, and they win by one score. Then they play the Titans. Like, that's the one seed that you would want to play. They win by one score. They get a bunch of turnovers. I mean, they've been benefiting from turnovers, too. You know, then they come back against the Chiefs and super impressive win. It's not the worst path in the world. You know, they remind me kind of the 2012 Ravens who who got in and won three road games with, with Flacco, went crazy. We, you just get in. It's, fo- it's a football game. I will say that this is Cincinnati has the third lowest regular season DVOA of any Super Bowl team since 2003. The two with lower DVOA ranks were the 03 Panthers, Jake DeLome. And the 08 Cardinals both lost in the Super Bowl. Simon, we're fucked. All right, Stucky, rapid fire in the final few minutes. National anthem trends. This will be the bet that everyone talks about before the Super Bowl. Forget about sides. National anthem trends, go. I personally will say I've never bet the national anthem in my life and will never bet it. And the, I, the reason is simple. I don't, I don't shame anyone that does. I refuse to lose a bet before the game starts. That's it. So I don't want to be 0-1 before the game starts, uh, and that's all. That's you know, I think it's just like a – it would just give me bad vibes. I'm 0-1. We haven't even started this game yet, but I know everyone is going to bet it. Uh, since 1990, some of the shortest anthems that we've seen, Billy Joel, Kelly Clarkson, they were between 90 and 95 seconds. And then you had Alicia Keys in 2013 who was – Two minutes and 36 seconds, a minute longer than the, the shortest this year. This year's performer is country singer Mickey Gayton. And she's a, a country music artist. Uh, I know obviously nothing about her, but she's singing and odds makers think that she's going to have one of the shortest anthems ever. So yeah, it's going to be around 95 seconds. So I remember one, one year there was someone forgot a, forgot a line in there, skipped over a line and then they, the uh, it stayed under. I still have a friend who talks about that, that he had the over and whoever was singing missed the line of the national anthem. And he says he deserves his money back. But if you're itching for the game, this isn't this isn't Alicia Keys. You get you'll save a minute here before kickoff. The last one. Do you I know who Mickey Gayton is, by the way? Do you know who Mickey Gayton is? No, I don't know Mickey Gayton. OK, good. that makes me feel better. So you should not. Simon, do you? No, no, definitely not. The NFL season all comes down to this. Super Bowl 56 to celebrate. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking all customers up with a risk-free same-game parlay. New and existing customers can place any same-game parlay of three legs or more on the Super Bowl, and if you don't win, FanDuel will refund you. Same-game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game into one wager for bigger payouts. 
Build your parlay your way with spreads, money lines, totals, Super Bowl props, and more. Personally, I'm leaning towards the Bengals in this one, plus a lot of Joe Mixon rushing yards over. There's no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than FanDuel Sportsbooks, who are now live in Louisiana. I love FanDuel for its great promos, even for existing customers like me, and for its extensive Super Bowl prop betting markets. Already have an account? Just place your risk-free same-game parlay before the Super Bowl to qualify. New customers join today with promo code FAVORITES and enjoy 56 to 1 odds on either team to win the Super Bowl. You can turn a $5 bet into $280 cash. That's promo code FAVORITES on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Any value. We talked about will there be a score in the first six minutes? We talked about betting the under in the first half, nerves, et cetera. Any value on betting the first Super Bowl score? Yeah, so everyone is going to want to talk about who's going to score the first touchdown. Um, we're going to have a lot of content out there. We're going to have, uh, I think we're, we're either going to do a super, we're going to do a draft, like a snake draft, or we're just going to all give our thoughts on who has the most value but in the last 12 Super Bowls the first score has been a field goal six times a touchdown four times and one of those those safeties safeties twice so two times those safeties were the first score of the game three of these so there's only been four touchdowns out of the last 12 Super Bowls is the first score three of those touchdowns were through the air in the last 12 Super Bowls uh, the underdog has scored first seven times the favorite five So maybe there's some potential in taking the Bengals or someone on Cincy. Another interesting like on-field matchup, which will impact a lot of this stuff, Sean Kerner, our very own, is going to do some content on this, is you have both tight ends have like the same injury, and we don't know if they're going to play. And they might be game-time decisions. So how are oddsmakers going to price like Uzoma? to score and his props and whether or not he's going to play and who else does that impact. And then, you know, if they're tight end, if those tight ends aren't out there and you got like drew sample instead, it would probably increase the odds that someone else on the Bengals is going to catch a touchdown. If that is indeed the first score. So a lot of interesting storylines with first score. Don't go crazy on those bets. They're more for fun and uh, throw a dart and see if you got the, the right guy gets in the end zone first. Little known Rams backup tight end, Mickey Gayton will be the first to score a thousand to one. Chad, before we get out of here, people have been asking all week, what are you doing your first weekend? No football. And I'll say what I'm doing. That's, that's a great question. Honestly, Simon, I haven't even thought about it. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to see Jackass forever tonight. Then I'm hopping on an airplane down to somewhere warm and then I'll come back up Sunday. 
going to be a good weekend. Stucky is going to be hosting the Big Bets on Campus live college basketball preview show with the three men weave guys on Saturday morning at 1030 Eastern on at Action Network HQ. Then he's going to hunker down and bet his face off on college basketball on every team <laughs> that you've never heard of. Yeah, I did. last night I, I went, it was my first night not hosting the NFL podcast. We, we will do ours next Wednesday night in, I don't and forever since August. So I promised my wife I'd go see a late night movie. We saw the new Spider-Man. I, she's seen every Marvel movie. I've seen like zero um, and it was sick. So I'm you like, saw the original Spider-Man though, right? No, I've seen none of them. Um, so I, I like studied who I needed to know, but uh, <laughs> it was it was a pretty dope movie. And yeah, I, yeah, I've seen like no action movies and she's seen every single one. That's great. This it's is nice the difference between dudes that are married but have no kids, dudes that are unmarried and have no kids, and dudes that are married and have kids. And the only thing they think about on the weekend is, can I fix something? Can I stay in bed? Like, what can I do that requires as little work and effort as possible? Stucky, hold on. I got a question for you. True or false, Stucky, did you go to an arcade with your wife last night? I did. Yeah, she smoked me in every game. Uh, there's like an arcade in the theater. It's called Lex Live. It's right next to Rupp, downtown Lexington. It's a really cool place. Yeah, she smoked me. I'm running just so bad on all my bets. I can't even beat my wife in arcade games. So some, in the betting world, when, you, when it rains, it pours sometimes. And you just got to live up. But she beat me in skee-ball. She got like a 10,000 one at the, at the buzzer to beat me uh, once. Uh, she beat me in Connect Four basketball, Lara Croft game, Mario Kart at like the last second, like three times in a row. So, yeah, she humiliated me in the arcade. True story. Thanks, I was asleep by 925 last night. Fell asleep, reading my Kindle with extra large font, turn off the light, went to bed. It's fucking beautiful. Listen, this has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. We are in the midst of massive Super Bowl week coverage. You can catch us again on Tuesday with Sean Kerner and Chris Raybon talking the list of Super Bowl um, player props. You can catch us again on Thursday where Simon and I will go through our sharp calls. We'll go through our Simon Says. We'll go through our Big Balls Bet of the Week. We'll go through our Foxhole. We'll break down the game from every angle, give you our final take on what we're thinking. You can also get next Thursday morning Action Network podcast, Chris Raybon and Stucky, the best in the business. Also, listen to Big Bets on Campus. Get your college basketball fix. Listen to Buckets. Get your NBA fix. Lots of stuff to bet on, folks, just because the NFL season is drawing to a close for our friend Stucky, Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, for professional better BFF compadre companion Simon Hunter, for producer Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. Download us from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, rate, review. Rate us a five-star. You can say whatever you want. It is review season, as everybody knows. I am just finished Simon Hunter's yesterday. I'm going to do Matt Mitchell's today. End-of-year review is coming up. Give us our review. Just give us five stars. Until next week, love you.